where you don't want to be an American Idol. No one wants to be an American Idol. Hey, you're here back again with the Bastards of Art podcast. My name is Matt Hodell. I'm here with my good friend, Chris Boyle. And we're doing a six or seven or ten or eleven, whatever. We're doing a series of podcasts here about developing and becoming an artist and what that looks like. And some of the, um, I don't know, just trying to get people uh, 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 a blueprint, uh, some expectations. Basically, yeah. not feel so damn lonely. I don't it's like the know. Hitchhiker's Guide to Being an Artist. Yeah, that's. I, I think I, I like that. Yeah, I do like that. But don't hitchhike because it's not safe or probably even legal anymore. I don't think I. America. I used to pick up hitchhikers. One time I pitch, picked up a hitchhiker, and when he got in the car, he took his white hat off and put his black hat on. And he goes, well, I don't think very many people like picking up people with a black hat. So I, I put that one on after I get in the car, which made me think that was really cool and then all of a sudden really scary at the same You're time. You're like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what does the black hat mean? Yeah, and then I remember when I was younger, I, I was always like the super nice guy, naive. And I've given some people some rides where like in, in hindsight, I'm like, well, you, you just drove that guy to buy drugs. And yeah. then took him to his mom's house. Totally. Yeah. I'm an idiot. So, I don't know. Sorry, man. Yeah, I'm alive. I'm yeah. still standing. Yeah, but no. Don't pick up hitchhikers. Yeah. That's our life lesson for today. And that's Thanks it. Thanks for listening. All right. On the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think, no. We just want to give you guys, like, a little bit of, uh, like, a layout of what it means, like, or what we think it means to be an artist. And we talked about... Uh, innovation we talked about imitation we talked about uh, invention some of these things in the process and now we kind of move to talking in our last episode about commission which is when somebody starts paying you for your artwork and then uh, I think now we're going to talk about what happens after you've been commissioned to do artwork for a long time over and over (laughs) and over you just want and over again to stop because we are in a service industry and one of the things about a service industry is you're going to see the same things over and over and over. And even though you can say in the beginning it's so exciting to make your first sale, to make your first commission, to start getting a little bit of recognition, it gets old. Some of it just gets old. And some days you wake up and you're like, "I, what am I doing? Yeah. Sometimes, and it's like, I said, you know, don't get it twisted. You know, if you're working as an artist, you are working. And there's always going to be a rub in that as far as you are now selling something that one time most likely was precious to you in some way or another. Like most people don't end up doing tattoos just because they thought that would be a cool job. Although that's probably changing and that's I sound old. Changed. You know what I mean? And most people didn't like just start drawing pictures because they thought, oh, you know, one day I'm going to be a really successful published you know, comic strip artists. Like, they didn't do that. They just, like, they found some enjoyment in it or it was creative or interesting for them. Like, it transported them to another place. It was a coping mechanism for a hard time or a distraction from something else. Like, whatever. There was some kind of fulfillment or enjoyment in that process. And that's why most of us want, I think, to be artists for a living. We want to be able to, like, do that. We want to wake up and follow our hearts. Yeah. Good vibes only, man. Positive vibes only. And after we make a couple commissions, we're we're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it, yeah. Chris. I'm only doing this for a little while to save up some money, and then I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. But here's a here's the thing: what happens is if you are successful, 
then you, there is a load. There is a demand for you. You have pent up demand. You have to get through all this work. Yeah. And after a while, after a couple of years, you come up with systems and you come up with ways to just, all right, I, you don't even have to talk anymore. I already know what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know? And uh, it, it can get to you. It yeah. really can. You can, so, you can feel a little little frustrated. I, we were talk, We called it the burnout. Yeah. We talked about, you know, in the last one, like uh, we gave you guys some tools to use to kind of grow your business and expand. And then now we're going to talk about something that happens once your business is expanded. The part they don't tell you, you about. Get, you just get burnt out. So, it um, happens. Yeah. And it, and it is important to have some tools and uh, just some know-how to have and how to get through that. So that you just don't throw your hands up and say, hey, fuck it. I'm done. I'm going to go work at Hardee's. Yeah. Or, yeah. Because, I mean, sometimes it's like, sometimes people decide, well, I can't do this for money anymore because it just changes it for me in a way that makes it uncomfortable for me. I think that's okay. Like, if you have something that is sacred to you and you've tried to monetize it, maybe even been successful at that, but you really hate it I don't so I don't think we're saying like do a job you hate because I don't hate my job even though some days I might get burnt out I don't hate my job I still like what I do but if you really hate your job then maybe like find a way not to hate what you once loved you know what I mean like that would be my encouragement to you but on the what oh, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off no I think on the other hand you do have to uh, find some balance in that and kind of figure out how to navigate your way like a redirection yeah just yeah. how to redirect yourself and we're hoping to give you guys some ways to do that well you start what 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 do you what 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 do you got going on when you when you when you feel the burnout what is cuz i know you have been there the so yeah. the first times i met you you're going to explode yeah what what has calmed you down <laughs> well i mean i'm a pretty, if you know me you know that i'm a pretty high strung person <laughs> um so, you know, my coworkers have a thing. They say, uh-oh, he's getting crissed off. I actually have that. <laughs> ah, um, you know, so I, that's, a, that's a, what we call a warning sign. <laughs> no. But, you know, I, and I've dealt with, like, uh, mild levels of anger management issues. Like, not like I'm punching people and going crazy or, you know, being violent. But I definitely get, like, frustrated to a point where in the past, like, I've even experienced, you know, like, kind of panic attacks or, like, you know, just kind of these, like, really like I've pushed myself way too far down the rabbit hole and I just get to a point where I'm like freaking out. So a few things that I've learned from those experiences and I've learned to do. Um, the first one I, I put down was just prioritizing. And what I mean by that is just start trying to focus on the things that are important and stop caring so much about the things that aren't. So that could mean dealing with the tasks that are at hand and just saying, Hey, I've got this pile of work here and I need to get through it so that I can get to the other side. So I'm going to start by just like, just taking care of it and being calm and looking at, it. but what it also means is you stop worrying about all the little stuff, like your coworker that's bugging you or the fact that like in our business, sometimes we deal with people who are like ultra entitled or just rude or whatever. Just stop caring about that. Like, just, you don't have to be rude to them, but you just tell it how it is. You know, I had a kid come in the other day. You kind of disattach yourself from the stuff that's not important. Yeah, I had a kid come in the other day. He was trying, he came into the shop I work at, 
he was wanting to get tattooed. He was being really kind of belligerent with our front girl before a tattooer that even talked had even talked to him. One of my coworkers went up, who has been tattooing a lot longer than me and has dealt with customers, you know, for a really long time. And he went up, and the kid was just like handing it out to him, and he was like, "Man, this kid is just like not listening to anything that I'm saying." And you know, a week or two before, I would have been like, "Ugh." But I was like, hey, I'm on this kick. I'm just, like, not caring so much about that. So I just went up to the kid, and I just told him, I said, hey, here's the deal, man. Like, we're trying to help you out. We want to talk to you about what you want to get, but you're not getting tattooed today. And he's like, what? And he, like, flipped out. And I was like, well, hey, what, you know, like, why do you need to do this all today? He was on, like, two really huge pieces. He had no tattoos, and he was really young. And he's like, oh, I'm going on vacation tomorrow. I'm going to Florida. I need to have these tattoos. And I was like, well, you can't get tattooed if you're going to go in the water. He's like, well, I don't have to go in the water. He's like, you also can't get a sunburn on your nose. He's like, well, I mean, uh, I might not. I was like, you yeah, know, we're not going to do that. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, come back after vacation. Come talk to us again. We'll do some tattoos on you. You know what I mean? And it was just like, he wasn't the most pumped about it. But I'm like, I'm not letting that kid ruin my whole day. But you didn't have to, you didn't have to, you didn't have yeah. to react. I didn't yeah. have to react. I just told him something that he had to accept, whether yeah. he liked it or not. And well, instead of like getting mad not, about it, which I usually would just be like, oh, it's so annoying, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'd let that affect my whole day. I just avoided it. I mean, I just, well, I didn't avoid it. I hit it head on, you know? And that's, I think, sometimes just what you got to do, you know? Prioritize. Right. I got one. When I get burnt out and I'm, I'm getting, we'll call it like the rut. When I get burnt out, one of the things I do is uh, we all have a process we all have a way we do things. First, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do that. And I'm going to draw this way, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I forcefully change my process. I, I, I attack problem solving in a way that is maybe um, a little more unique or less familiar than what I would normally do. Just to kind of push myself out of a rut. Sometimes that means I draw with markers instead of pencils. Sometimes that means... I start drawing at night instead of the morning. Anything that breaks this routine or rut that I've gotten myself into where it just feels monotonous day in, day out. Like, I don't even know what happened in the last year. All of a sudden, it's a year later. And, uh, yeah, whatever. I feel I feel crazy, you know? So, I've got to, you've got to kind of, like, break the monotony somehow. And so, that the easiest way is just stop stop doing things the way you always do it. Break, break your process up. That's one of the... I don't know. That's an that's an easy and clean one. You know, yeah. that's easy to do, and and it's great. That has a good byproduct too, because sometimes you'll learn something that you didn't. Yeah, maybe you'll you get too into watching find into, something new. Maybe you really like drawing with markers and not pencils, and maybe you found a new marker that you really like. Who you knows? get an effect you didn't even plan for. You get a sure. movement you didn't never even use before. Yeah. Right, your turn. Yeah, I mean, going along with that, one another thing that I do is just kind of get organized because. For me, like, you know, it's like, oh, you're a creative person. You know, it's, it's, everything's everywhere. It's like, yeah, it, that's kind of true. Like, I am a little bit scattered sometimes, and it's easy for me to, like, let things pile up or whatever. So I just, like, it's kind of similar to my first one, but I just get organized. You know, it's another way. Instead of just changing my process, sometimes I just, like, maybe I change my progress, or maybe I just, like, give a little bit more structure to my process. And I say, okay, well, I'm going to dedicate time at this part of the day to drawing or something that I do is when I just say, Hey, when I go to work, I'm going to work. I'm not going to like sit around in a slow time get on my phone or be bummed. I'm just going to like work on drawings. I'm going to work on a technique or something. I'm going to paint something, you know, I'm going to work on lettering. I mean, whatever. I just, I give myself tasks to do that allow me to focus on things that are achievable. And that helps me 
get a little bit out of the rut of just thinking like, oh man, I'm piled up, I can't do anything. So sometimes it isn't just like doing less, sometimes it's actually doing more, but just giving yourself small amounts of accomplishable tasks. Do you start new projects or you just kind of re... I do some some of both, you know what I mean? And it, <coughs> excuse me, uh, without the expectation, I mean, I, I'm the type of person, when I start painting, like I, I want to finish it. But, it, or any project really, but I'm not afraid to do something just because. Like something like me and some of my coworkers have been doing lately is we kind of got on this kick where we're like, hey, every day that we're at work, we're, we're getting ready to go to a convention in August and we're going to just have, we want more line drawings. You know, some of us are traveling a little more. We want just like a book of like designs we have ready to go for people to pick out of in these situations where we're maybe doing guest spots in another shop or at a tattoo convention for walk-ups. And so we just said, hey, every day we're going to have, by the end of the day, we're going to have one more design in this book. Like outside of whatever I do. So you set up a new project. Yeah, just like a new yeah. project to kind of like keep you focused and consistent, at least on something that's achievable, you know? So I've got one. All right, go for it. Uh, well, I might have one or two. Uh, one of them is, uh, this one's, this one, this one's kind of dumb, but I think it makes sense. Accept that this happens and move on. You're yeah. going to get burnt out. It's not the end of the world. It's going to happen again. You're going to get through this. Yeah. You know, just because right now you just feel like clawing your eyeballs out and putting job applications in for ditch diggers, it's going to, you're going to get through that. Just, you have to remind yourself of that to, to parlay uh, into the second thing I was going to say is spend some time outside. Most artists are stuck in the same four walls all the time. Most of us have studios we work in of some sort and we don't get to go to remote locations all the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, get outside, do something fun, take a walk, go on a camping trip, go on a canoe trip, um, force yourself to, to interact and get some exercise. Um, exercise is super important and that'll really help, uh, kind of refocus you give you a new perspective on some of the things because i think a lot of times what we do is we just go to work over and over and over again and even our days off have a routine well yeah. i got my one day off i've got to get the lawn mode i've got to take the kid here i've got to do this so even at home we have a routine we are struggling through um so yeah i don't know take a half day yeah do something go like i don't know golf if you're into that or ride a bike yeah. or well, Find some time new, for yourself. Yeah, you think know? of those new line bikes now. You can swipe your... Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. You can ride your bike around. So yeah. that's uh, that's what I'm going to say is uh, yeah. get some exercise, get outside, accept it, and move on. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good one. Uh, one other thing I do, I, I focus on a particular facet of my craft. You know, like I'll like... And what I mean by that is like sometimes when I while I'm working, I'll slow down. And just really be intentional, I guess, about something. Mm. And that helps me kind of just appreciate what I'm doing in the moment more. So I think that's another thing. That's a quick one that is really, for me, like therapeutic. You know what I mean? I'll just really try to focus on whatever is right in front of me, like, a lot more. <laughs> you know, like, and just try to, like, push out the distractions. Because a lot of times I think we get burnt out because we're distracted by all the stuff that's going on. So just taking that one task that's right in front of me and just working on that has been a good one for me. And getting into the technique, getting in maybe like how you make a stroke or how you apply. I think getting into, like really putting an importance into the routine of the setup or the routine of 
cleanup or something like that. I, I, I can totally see that. Yeah. And focusing on focusing on something that you've taken for granted this entire time. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot in this little series of podcasts, but just not being afraid as somebody who's creative, just not being afraid of structure. And I think in some of the methods we've talked about already, we both have like hit on that. Is like it. In the end of the day, we need some structure in our lives, and it's okay. You can be a creative person and still have a schedule that you keep, and still have intent in what you're doing. And so sometimes that just helps you, whether you know it or not, to like kind of avoid the burnout. My turn? Your turn. Okay. Track your progress. Figure out a way to see how far you've come. If that means opening up an old sketchbook, if that means opening up some old client files, that means just like look at um, how far you've come just on like uh, maybe you've been doing, I don't know, some kind of projects you've been working on over and over and over again. Look and see like, okay, I used to do it this way. Man, look how much cleaner my work is now. Yeah. Figure out a way to, again, zoom out. That's a big part. Because mm-hmm. part of the burnout is, is you're so zoomed in on the moment that you're you're letting it overwhelm you. Um, but figure out a way to zoom out and really pat your, you know, be okay with patting yourself on the back. Because if you're, if you're burnt out, that means you're putting a whole lot of work into it. Yeah. Pick your head up and see where you're at. You, you know? recognize your progress. Yeah, I think um, one of the things I did... Uh, the first time I'd really done this was I organized a photo shoot. And I'm thinking pictures of my work in the past, but this was a professional photo shoot. I had some guys come in from New York, and we spent two or three days, and we organized 40 people. It was a huge event, and they took um, they took nice pictures of my clients. Yeah. And it was the first time that I got to really thumb through all at once these, these big pieces because I'm constantly just next, next, next. Okay, we're doing this project next. But it was the first time I could sit down and see, like, man, I, I've done something here over the yeah. last few years. And, yeah, I did. It felt good. It felt like, okay, this is going to give me the energy for another couple of years to see if the next time I do a photo shoot, I'm going to have a whole new 40 different people and see how much farther I can go the next time. So, yeah, pick your head up. Get it out of, get it out of, the, uh, out of the grind. Yeah, for sure. You got another one? I got one more. Okay. Um for me, it's just like making goals is like another thing too. Is just taking a second to sit back and say, hey, like where am I? Mm. Like a little bit of how did I get here? Only then to say, well, hey, where do I want to be? So if I'm getting burnt out, how do I avoid that in the future? Or how do I actually get back on track? And then sometimes for me, just like sitting down, making some goals about like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. How do I get there? And just like, kind of like hashing out some things in order that I can do or my, set some like milestones for myself. It's like the same thing you're saying, like look back and say you've see your progress. It's like the next part of that is give yourself ways to mark your progress as you go. So you're mm-hmm. not always having to like have this panic attack and like look back and be like, oh, actually I'm not so terrible at this. You know what I mean? Cause I think we all do that. You'll have like a bad day or something or you get extra stressed out and you're just like, man, I suck at this. I shouldn't even be doing this. Like, I can't believe it. But then you look back and you go, actually, like, I'm so much better at this than I ever was before. But if you give yourself some like kind of goals to hit, like give yourself some marks to like make and just be reasonable about those things, I think that that helps me. And it also kind of uh, gives you like a hopefulness. It gives you something to look forward to. I'm saying that like just like professional goals. It could be it could be personal goals for you um you know like 
to saying like, oh, you know, I really want to work on this certain technique that I really want to implement into my work, or I want to. I want to be in this art show. Yeah, or I want to, you know, I it helps me to relax to to paint. So, you know, I'm gonna commit to doing one painting a month, even you know, like just something that is like helps you track your progress so you can look back and say oh well i did that and i've can see how i've grown in it i think that's helpful that's a good one too it's like yeah look where you've been look where you're going yeah you know and that that kind of reminds me of something a guy told me once he said you will get you will end up the direction you head so if you don't have a direction that's exactly where you'll end up nowhere so, so make sure you're pointed in the right direction take a minute look up Make sure you're headed in the right direction and go from there. Um, I think I only have really one more to add. Um, and that would be, oh, where did, I, where did I put it at? I have one more if you can't find that. I, just I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I got it right here. Okay. Uh, remember why you started. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Touch base with what, 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 why were you doing this in the first place? You know, and either let that feed you. Or let that determine how far off track you've gotten. You know, I I, I know like sometimes you're, oh, I'm going to do this and it's really going to be for me and it's going to be energetic. And next thing you know, you've turned it into this assembly line. And it's so far from the personal touch that you originally intended. And um, yeah, I had to do that a couple of years ago. Uh, about I think it was about, I don't know, six years ago. It just, I felt like after whatever, 18 years of doing what I did, I was... I was off. (coughs) (coughs) All right. Ooh. Drink. And so I had to make some changes and uh, I had to sort through and and re-examine my mission statement. Why did I do this in the first place? And yeah, it was huge. I had to leave... Uh, leave a shop I was working at and really kind of redefine what I wanted to do with my life and it was scary and it was weird but I do feel like in the, in the six, last six years since I've made those those changes and asked myself the big question why why was I doing this in the first place yeah I I, I feel better I feel way better I feel honest I feel um, I feel good I feel I feel like I'm actually connecting with my clients and and whatnot I don't feel that I I gotta tell you what man in the last few years. I feel burnout only on the management side, the business side, but on my, my art side, I don't feel it like I used to anymore. Um, cause I've, I've come up with systems that, um, that took a long time to, to, to put in place, but I just don't, I don't have that, um, service industry burnout anymore. Mine's yeah. now like the, I mean the, the management side, the business side, it's not, it's not really fun. It's not fun. To, like I spent all Monday at city hall running up and down stairs it's like so, a task oriented yeah. burnout. Like people don't see that part of business. Yeah. You know, like where you're spending your entire afternoon. The glamour. Yeah. Like, oh, this is, so I had my daughter with me. I said, see, honey, this is business. This person wants to make sure that person has all your money. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to get a stamp that says they do have all your money. Then you yeah. can get your license. Good but whatever. Job. It is what it is, you know. Yeah. And maybe if I get to the point where I'm sick of that, I'll step down. I don't know. But for now, it's, I can I can pull it off. Yeah. Uh, the one other thing that I thought of while we're talking is just, and I'm like the, I can't believe I'm even say this, I'm like the least PMA person, you know, but I do think it is helpful to just like 
kind of like take an inventory of the positives that are around you and just appreciate those things. You know what I mean? Whether that's like the fact that like, hey, I'm getting paid to make art right now. Yeah. Like I get to draw pictures on people for a living. Like that's actually pretty cool. Or it could be something as dumb as like, hey, I can wear whatever I want to work. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Like some people don't have the same privileges that we do and we should be just mindful of those things. And sometimes that really does help me just to have that little more like positive attitude about what I'm doing and just being appreciative of the things that I do have. Like whether that's a work or like, Hey, like I'm really thankful for my family and my kids and my wife and my beautiful home. Like I'm really lucky to have these things that other people don't have. And the source, the same source that's burning me out is also the source that has provided these really fortunate things in my life or the relationships with people that I've got to have or trips that I've been able to go on or it's not just, you know, possessions. It's like, it's given me all these experiences and that kind of like reminding yourself that there's an upside to what you're doing sometimes is a a pretty important tool. I would say it's like a career tune up, you know, when you first get it, everything's new and runs smooth and we take it for granted and we don't realize it. It starts pulling to the left a little bit and the brakes get a little bit weird. And you just have to take a minute and you don't have to throw away the whole entire thing. Just give it a little attention, get everything back on track, get the brakes fine tuned, get the spark plugs done, change the oil. And, uh, yeah, when you do that, I think you, you, you can still, you can still salvage everything and you don't have to throw it out. No. Yeah. Yeah. Very rarely do you actually have to like scrap it. Yeah. No, I don't think. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. Um, so I think the thing of it is, is that you're going to get burnt out. It's going to be fine. You're going to get through it. Reassess. Zoom out. Yeah. Get a new perspective. Yeah. And kind of sometimes you, you just have to, you know, push, push through. Yeah. Dig your heels in. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Be a man. Be a man. Put air in your chest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This has been another wonderful episode of the Bastards of Art podcast. You can reach us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, FM Player, and of course our webpage, www.bastardsart.com. Uh, you can reach me, Matt Hodell, at www.matthodelltattoo. And Chris? You at- can reach me on Instagram at O-Boyle, O-H-B-O-Y-L-E. It was really funny when I made it up, but now it just is there, so... <laughs> Find me on there. Give me a follow. That'd be cool. Later, Gators.